Good afternoon. Happy Monday, guys. Thanks for tuning in. This is Danny. I'm turning my pain into my prayerful purpose. Guys, listen to my live interview with Cedar and Friends out of Florida, guys. Yes, your girl had a live interview today on 1510 in Florida. So I just wanted to share this interview with you. For those of you who are supporting me and have been, thanks so much for your prayers. And just tell me what you think about the interview. Please like, share, subscribe, and support. Guys, I am simply trying to defy the stigma of mental illness. Our youth need us. We got to save them, guys. We got to save them. And it starts with a healthy mind. So I'm just trying to turn my pain into my prayerful purpose. And I need you to do the same. Please like, share, subscribe, and support. So just let me know what you think about this interview. Love you so much and have a marvelous Monday. Turning my pain into my prayerful purpose, we'll be back after a brief word from our sponsors. Welcome back to Turning My Pain into My Prayerful Purpose. Heard on AM 1510, WWBC, FM 94.7, 99.9, 100.7, and everywhere in the world online. No, well, you should be sharing, sharing this. I'm on this. Tangie. 
I like your name. What's your last name? Combs. Sandy Combs. It's so easy. Why didn't I write Combs on my paper? I don't know. But I did. I just wrote Sandy and I put an exclamation mark. So Sandy and... One name like Madonna. Yes. Yes. Sandy is here with Christy and they're going to be talking a little bit about Love, Inc. and all the great things that are taking place at Love, Inc. right here in Brevard. All the stuff with the church and, and the, the thrift shop and the yeah. services offered by, the, by, the, by Love, Inc. So that will be our second segment. And our first segment is with Ms. Owens, who's taking the time to call in from Baltimore. Good morning, and thank you for calling in on our show. Oh, Katie. well, thank you for having me, Sita. I'm so excited. Well, we feel like you're right here with us. And before we start our show, we were going to ask our friend Christy to say a prayer for us, for the United States and the world, and, you know, for all the lives that President Carter touched, because we heard that he went on hospice care in his home. And we want to pray for a smooth transition for President Jimmy Carter and for his loved ones to have love and healing in their hearts. Happy to do that. I know you would. I thought it would be great for you to do that. Okay, wonderful. And a prayer for Janie as well for taking the time to call in from Baltimore. Absolutely. So, Lord, we just thank you for this time that we have together. And, Lord, today is President's Day. So we just um, we just pray right now for Jimmy Carter's family, Lord. Um, we thank you that he will be in your arms soon. And we just pray for a smooth transition. We thank you, uh, regardless of anyone's political view, we thank you for what he sowed into our great nation. And Lord, I thank you so much for um, Danny, our guest today, Lord. We just pray that um, everything that we share today will just be a, a glorifying moment to you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. 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 I could say amen. I love it. And I said the must say. And I say anything else that comes to mind, just say it, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Like, you know, oh. <laughs> and, and, and listen to Danny out there, like she's sitting here with us in our living room. So Danny, you're a mother for, you're 52 years old, a dedicated wife, you enjoy singing in your church choir, and you have a story to tell. So let's talk. Talk to us a little bit about yourself and what's going on with you. Okay, well... Um, I definitely am still a dedicated mother. Um, I do have four children, but um, I am in the middle of a divorce after 21 years of marriage. And um, so that just uh, was a life-changing situation for me. And um, it bent me, but it didn't break me. And... Um, I have, for the last four years, been an advocate for mental illness, um, just for people to just really take time to care for their mental health um, because of the struggles that I went through um, 
when my marriage fell apart, like in the blink of an eye. And um, so I am just on a journey and um, through my pain, um, because my my platform is no longer dying to be perfect. That was um, when I was going through the beginning stages of my healing. But um, through my healing, I have realized that my pain was for a purpose. And so I have used my pain um, for the purpose of just letting those who are suffering from depression and anxiety and other mental illnesses to know that um, they're not alone, um, that they can talk about it and that it's okay to not be okay because we all are going through something. And so everybody has a story to tell. So why do you think, of course, you've kind of moved away from dying to be perfect, but why do you feel like you wanted to be perfect? Um, something within the marriage or just society, or you just felt like in order to heal, I have to be perfect. No, well, um, dying to be perfect came from um, when, when I tried to, um, I had a suicide attempt. Um, after my, during my separation. And, um, when I spent some time in a mental health facility and when I was going through my therapy, I realized that the entire time that I was married, I was trying to be this perfect mother, this perfect wife, the perfect friend. And, I, I wasn't focusing on me. I was trying to be, you know, the perfect Christian, just this perfect, just trying to be perfect in everything that I did. And I lost myself. Well, it and, broke you. It and broke. Well, I you know that you're perfect just the way you are now, right? Exactly. Exactly. Enough, always been enough. Yeah. And right and so that's that's where um so that's where dying to be perfect came from just to let people know that um we are trying so hard to be these perfect people who we're never going to be when all we have to do is just be ourselves and be the best us that we can be and so then out of that um i realized that Everything that I went through, uh, although it was painful, it was for a purpose. And it and God um, sometimes puts us in situations so that we can come out better. And well, it um, makes you stronger, right? A- exactly. When you face stuff like that, it makes you stronger. And so, you know, one of the things you you, you wrote when you you sent your little um, information over to me was you also wanted to talk a little bit about depression and we all know that depression is one of the most common mental health conditions according to the world health organization Mm -hmm. but so many people are afraid to speak about mental illness or depression or anxiety because of stigmas exactly right people Mm -hmm. are just afraid that they're going to be labeled so how did you deal with the depression and what were some of the signs and symptoms that you had? Um, well, 
for a long time, um, I wouldn't get out of bed. I would, I would spend weeks in bed, um, literally not eating. Um, I would eat maybe one meal a day. Um, I wasn't like, I would have to go to the doctors and I would call and cancel my doctor's appointment because I just didn't feel like getting dressed. Um, I wasn't working. And that was what had caused my depression because once, once the separation happened, there were so many other factors that took place. I had to have surgery and it, I was just mentally not in a good place. And so everything just was going downhill. And, um, I went to the doctors. Um, I didn't want to be on medication and the medication is what kept me not being on the medication is really what kept me from not getting better because all I could focus on was everything that I had lost and I wasn't able to see any good that was coming out of anything. And, um, I spoke with my pastor and he told me to just try it. If I didn't like it, then I can always stop, but I had to start somewhere. And I tried medication, the medication kind of evened me out a little bit, but I would still have my good days and my bad days. But I never had an issue with talking about it because I never cared I've never been the type of person that cared what people thought. And I right. think that a lot of times um, we as, as humans are so concerned about what other people are going to say about us and what we're, they're going to think about us when everybody is, is basically putting up a facade for other people. There are so many that so many people that we think have these perfect lives and they too are hiding behind who they really are. And right. And one, once you started speaking out and speaking with your, your pastor at the church and all that, did you find that you had a lot of support that other people were saying, Hey, I, I have this issue as well? Because sometimes when you start speaking about something, people feel compelled to come out and say, well, that's happening to me too. Um, yes and no. Um, I lost a lot of friends because there were a lot of people who had the issue that weren't comfortable talking about it. And I had to walk away from them or they walked away from me because sometimes people will, people will walk away because they're not comfortable with their situation. And so um, I thought that it was me. But then when I realized that they just weren't comfortable because of what they were going through and they felt like it was going to make them compelled to say something or they were going to feel some kind of way about themselves, then um, I started realizing that there were more people that were going through than I, than I knew. And then when I, when I created my Facebook page, people started reaching out to me and saying, oh, my husband left me after 30 years. This happened to me. 
after 20 years. This is going on with me. So yes, and some people, but the people that were closest to me didn't understand. Yeah, that's so sad, right? And you know, with depression too, what we, we, we noticed is a lot of people who are depressed, they, they can't concentrate. Right. Concentration and, and they get irritable. They, they don't want to have any interaction with, with people that they were great friends with before. It's, it's painful, right? And you would think that people who are closest to you would notice that. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. want, and want to help you. It's that's that. true. Just be happy. Like, and that's supposed to be the cure for it. It's not. It's not. You know, just mm-hmm. don't go to a bar. No, and that's supposed to be the cure for alcoholism. You know, just don't drink. That's not the cure for alcoholism. There's so many underlying things that go along with it. And that's why it is a mental Well, it's, it, it, it things help. trigger, right? A lot of things trigger. Sometimes yep. some, from your childhood, sometimes you might see something. It triggers your brain and your heart, your mind. Something is wrong, right? So how did the children cope with watching their mom go through this did they understand what was going on well um no not really my daughter my oldest daughter is a therapist so she did um and my my oldest son yes but then they don't live in the house with me so my youngest two children they really couldn't understand what was going on um it was more so my like my daughter that lived with me was more so my you need to get over it um it's been a month it's been three months it's been like she couldn't understand that you can't get over 21 years in xyz amount of time even now she still says the same thing because we were together for so long that financially a lot he's still um he's still financially abusing me that that like that's a real thing people don't understand that and so a lot of my the my my periods where i still have some struggles with my depression is financial that things that are still a result of what took place. And if you're not in a person's situation, you don't understand what it is they're going through. So it's quick and easy for people to say, oh, well, it's been this amount of time. Just like if somebody died, well, you've had a year to grieve or you've had five years to grieve. You you can't tell a person how long they should get over something. And so my depression is situational depression. And so I'm not depressed all the time. I'm depressed when certain things happen to trigger my depression and to make me go back to my event. So when I'm do you find do you find Danny that sometimes you feel like you have periods of where you feel like worthlessness and you have to say snap out of it because it's not you it's the depression it's what you have become after someone after 21 years left and left you with with a broken person yes do you, do mm-hmm. you find like like you feel like oh why me 
Um, and also, you did touch on the fact that you did try to hurt yourself as well. And that is also something that comes when people are depressed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. And what did you seek any help once you got to that point where you wanted to hurt yourself? I did. I did. I, I was in counseling um, prior to and... I'm in counseling now. Well, we got, you know, you sharing your story with us. What we hear is a beautiful woman who is so worthy of love and kindness, and you have so much compassion. We feel like your friend sitting with us, and we're giving, and we're chatting, we're having this invisible cup of coffee. Uh, what other means of support did you try? Because, you know, sometimes people say, just sit down and breathe for 10 minutes. Take deep breaths. Go for a walk in the park. Meditate. Try to do the self-love and the self-care thing. And just tune everybody else out. Did you try any of those things as well once you found yourself in this tough spot? Well, um, I, I say I used all of those things. I used self-love. Um, I used prayer and i used therapy and medication because no one thing alone works you have to use all of the tools that are there for you and not everyone's situation is the same um i just need people to understand that every person is different and we don't all handle things in the same manner. And so we just have to be gentle with one another. We have to love one another. And we have to understand that because a person doesn't look a certain way, doesn't mean that they're not going through something. And I want to say preach, sister. Yes. I say, and so I, I, I can only be thankful that I don't look like what I've went through, what I've, what I've been through. Um, God has been good to me in the midst of, and my kids have been very supportive. And that's another thing that you just have to have really supportive people around you for all of the people that I did lose in the process. The ones who stayed were the ones that really matter. And um, I don't know if any of you have been through um, any any mental well, health Angie's challenges. Angie is going to jump in here because uh, she's shaking her head a lot. But but it's we, it's, we, it's we, we all have it. Go yes, ahead. it's it's hard. It's it's a difficult thing to go through. Um, but you know, hold on a second, Danny. Hold on a second, Danny. I want to commend you first for. Um, I think that's the first one of the first steps in healing is being present with yourself in telling the story so that you change the uh, community, you change the atmosphere of what it looks like for someone going through depression and someone being in the situation that you were in. I was married for 20 years and my husband walked out and left me and my daughter. Mm. It was devastating. Financially, mm -hmm. it was devastating. 
emotionally, mentally. Mm-hmm. It was devastating. And physically, yeah. Physically devastating. And so all of this comes together at one time. And let me tell you, that community of people that you begin to put together, because sometimes we have to put it together. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. that it works for us. I commend you for being present and for uh, creating an environment where you are allowing people to come in and be themselves. I want to encourage you because there is there is fullness on the other side of this. Um, and it, I'm just so glad that you're taking the journey and you're walking through it. Yes. And so, so Danny, when you give your speeches and you speak, you are an advocate now for mental health, depression, and anxiety. Where are some of the places that you speak and how can people reach you if they wanted to reach you? Well, if they want to reach me, they can um, send me an email at danielleowens62 at gmail. Um, my blog is dying to be perfect fact.com that's d y i n g t o b e p e r f e c t e r dot com and my facebook page is dying to be perfect um yeah. i have um in the process now of um working with NAMI and um that's a national association for mental health right yes yeah Yeah. Uh and um so just um just you know speaking about mental health and and just telling my story so that other people know that there is life left after death, after um, divorce, after hurt. I mean, because, you know, people, after loss, period. People get get depressed even after the loss of a pet. Yes. A loss of a job. And, you know, what I've learned in nursing is it's okay from time to time for people to get depressed. It's okay. Mm-hmm. You just have to know the signs and symptoms. Everybody is different. Right. And for some people, it's calling a friend. For some people, it's going for a walk. For some people, it's getting medication. But it's okay. We shouldn't feel like we can't talk about it. Yeah. Right? Yep. And Absolutely. I think that's, that's the first step in healing is when you say, oh my gosh, uh, today I'm not myself. I'm depressed. Absolutely. And, and once you own it, you can talk about it. Absolutely. And, and, and I, you know, um, the other thing too, is that, you know, as women, as women, we have to support one another. We can't keep thinking that because we did it and got through it, that somebody else can do it too, because we're not all built the same. So we have to be gentle and loving and we can't be selfish and afraid to tell our story because of what other people are going to think. Because just, just telling our story and just saying, I've been there, I understand. I might not know what you're going through. I might not know how you feel, but I've been there. 
and I'm here so for think, you can Ellen save a life. My, my co-host Ellen has been through a lot the last year and we've been here for her, but I see it every Monday when I see her. I, I know her pain is there and she's trying her best. And yep. I love you, Ellen. And that's yeah, and that's that's all. Sometimes that's all it takes. But we can't be judgmental. There's so many people that's judging and telling other people, "Oh, just get it together, just pick." And that and my daughter and my youngest daughter and I, because her and her father are so close, she's a daddy's girl. Um, she I guess is one of just my come on it's been so it's been so long but she doesn't understand that you know when you file for divorce after somebody leaves you and then they appeal a divorce and it's keeping you financially still financially strapped where you can't comfortably pay your bills that triggers you she doesn't get that right We just we have to we just have to really be gentle and 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 not and and not judge and we also have to be transparent about what's really going on because when we're not transparent we make other people think that this thing isn't real and it's real. Well, you know, uh, you know what? We, we're going to wrap up this segment. But uh, uh, one thing that I want to say, too, is as we get older, we change. Mm-hmm. And our life experience yeah. changes. And the young ones don't see the changes yeah. in us. Exactly. We, we know our changes. It's mental. It's emotional. It's physical. It's, uh, you know, financial. Little kids don't see that. You're worrying about you're getting older and you know, you have to have money for health insurance and rent and food and car payment and insurance. The little one is not looking at that. So sometimes you got to hit them straight up and yep. say, listen, let me tell you why I'm depressed. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. The sheet out and say it, the checks and balances don't add up and your daddy's not pulling his weight. So let's let you go talk yep. to him. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in. Let me know what you thought about the interview. I will keep you posted on other things that I will be involved in. Women's Day at my church is coming up. Um, I'm also speaking with NAMI on this coming Wednesday. I'm going to see if I can uh, have that live recording for you guys to listen to as well. And I have an interview with another station 
later on this spring. So I will keep you posted. Guys, thanks again for your support. I love you, love you, love you. Peace.